If you can build a set of skills that doesn't rely on your domain knowledge, so your ability to mentor, your ability to coach, your ability to make great decisions, to think strategically, then you can let go of the expertise and you can use your leadership skills to draw out the expertise from everybody else. You're listening to the Vibrant Leadership Podcast with leadership speaker and consultant, Nicole Greer. Welcome to the Vibrant Leadership Podcast. My name is Nicole Greer, and I am absolutely delighted to have Stacey Ashley on the Vibrant Leadership Podcast today. She is a high-performance leadership and coaching expert. We're going to learn a lot today. She has 30 years of experience, which is very hard to believe. Take a good look at her. She's gorgeous. Stacey has helped uh, thousands of people develop their leadership competence and confidence and credibility. So three C's. I love these three C's. Let me repeat them. Competence, confidence, and credibility. And she's the author of a number one uh, Amazon bestseller. We'd like to hear all about that today. And she was coach of the year in 2019 and nominated uh, for the Telstra. Did I say that right? Absolutely. Business and Women's Award. So she's absolutely amazing. And you can find her on LinkedIn. So Stacy, thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm, I'm almost tumbling over my words. I'm so excited to be with you today. Well, thank you so much for that lovely welcome, Nicole. I'm super excited to be here as well. That's great. That's great. Well, my first question out of the gate for everybody is, what is your definition of leadership? You know, it's such a big question to start with because there's just so much about it. I, I kind of like um, the way that Simon Sinek describes um, leadership as that kind of transition from being responsible for the task to being responsible for the people who are responsible for the task. Mm. You know, I think it's much, much more than that. It is about the responsibility that we take for ourselves and our tribes and our world. Um, and it's about that that creation of potential and possibility so that we we really leave the world in a better place than we found it. Mm, that's gorgeous. I love that definition. And I love Simon's too. I'm a big fan of Simon myself. All right. So um, you've been doing leadership coaching for a long time. How did you get into the coaching realm anyways? I kind of stumbled into it. I didn't even know what a coach was. Then I found out and I thought, oh my gosh, that sounds so exciting. So how, how did you get started in coaching? Yeah, and, and not dissimilar. Um, so in my own corporate career, while I was, you know, pretty successful, I think, and, and I certainly got some feedback to say, you know, you're a pretty good leader. I, again, I didn't have a coach ever in that time. And and I didn't know it was a thing, you know. And, uh, and so then, yeah, and then I started obviously to talk about, because I was like, what's next? And, um, and I started to talk about that. I always had this concept when I was leaving corporate that I really wanted to, to focus on leadership, but how do I how do I do that? And so I discovered the world of coaching, and in particular, executive coaching and leadership coaching. And of course, you know, like many people, I then went and got you know um, some training and some qualifications and credentials and experience and all of those things. So it was it was a, a tour of discovery. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I, and I tell people all the time when I think about. Um, my experience as being a learner in the coaching process, I mean, like it really made me a better human. I mean, during the whole process, I was coached almost every time we had a class. Um, so I learned a lot about myself, a lot of room for improvement for Nicole Greer. <laughs> and then I also like began to see how much untapped potential is in people. 
like we have a, a lot of blind spots about what we're capable of doing. So my next question for you would be, if, if you're sitting with an executive, what, what are kind of the themes that you're seeing? You know, what do people need help with who are in leadership? How do you help them? And, and what's, what do you see keep reoccurring? It's really interesting, that question, Nicole, because I think the things that we're seeing now, you know, particularly as we come out of the shock of the pandemic and now we're kind of, okay, this is the new world. I think all the things that have been there uh, as, as challenges and opportunities for leaders have sort of been amplified just because of the circumstances. And so the things that I, that I see consistently, you know, and there's not going to be surprises here, you know, people are time challenged. You know, what, what do I invest myself in to get the biggest, you know, return or make the biggest impact? And so that decision process about how do I use me and my, you know, particular strengths and uniqueness and genius as an and as an exec or a leader how do I apply that to the to the best outcome so that's one you know big thing um, I think the other or another one that comes up is and I think this is such an important thing is the key role that leaders have in creating more leaders but how do I do that you know because a lot of leaders have have developed and evolved in their ro- in their role not through uh, a deliberate pathway, they've, they've done, you know, the whole trial and error, they've watched what other people did and it worked, but there wasn't, um, there wasn't a kind of a, a deliberateness about how they were developed. And so, so they are then challenged to know how to develop others because there, there wasn't a pathway. And so I think that that's, that's a big opportunity, you know, because I don't think we're at the point where we can say, you know what, the world has enough leaders. Let's not worry about that anymore. We, we need to keep going with that. So I think that's another big one. Um, and I, then I think the, the other thing that was particularly um, evident last year and even coming into, into this year is how do I look after myself as a leader so that I can continue to show up and lead and to support my people that I serve, you know, leaders give generously often and we need to replenish ourselves so that we can continue to give generously, whether it's time or energy or focus or advice or coaching or whatever it is that we do to, to work with the people around us um, and to create that, that way forward. Uh, but if we don't look after ourselves, then we're just simply not um, in the position to be able to continue to do that uh, at our peak. Mm, I love that. Okay. So uh, what you said was make sure that leaders can figure out what their genius is and specifically apply that to outcomes. So um, I love that because I, I think that every leader is different. You know, we're always trying to say, what is leadership? What should a leader do? Um, but what you're saying, I love, you're saying, figure out what is your special thing and do more and more and more of that, almost like a unique ability. Um, and then also, um, this is genius, y'all. And I hope you're writing it down. You'll notice I take notes during this whole thing because I want to grab everything. But uh, you said, make sure they're, they're very deliberate about developing yourself because many people have not had that pathway forward. So how do you help leaders learn to develop their people? How do you do that? Um, well, there's a, there's a couple of things. One, one is actually I make sure that they've got some of the foundations in their own toolkits because if they don't have those foundations, and, and I'm talking really simple stuff here, Nicole, 
Um, all the leaders that I work with are amazing. They're high performing. You know, they get great outcomes. They're wonderful with their people. And yet sometimes it's a little harder than it needs to be because some of the foundation pieces that make leadership life easier are actually missing. Um, and so it could be as simple as making really great decisions about your calendar or how you manage email or putting really clear boundaries about work time and not work time, you know, and, and the rest of lifetime. Um, and so and so the first step is actually making sure that they have that equipment in their toolkit, because if they have that equipment, then they can share it with the people around them. And then we talk about how they want to do that. You know, so part of it is role modeling. I think that's such a, a key to developing other leaders is, is to role model leadership. You know, what does a leader look like? What do they do? How do they act? Um, and so, you know, showing that, um, but then also having those really key conversations with their people about where do they want to go? What do they feel like they need to develop? What's important to them? And then knowing that, coaching them through how do they achieve that? That's fantastic. Yeah, I love that. You know, they have to have the basics in their toolbox before they can be the role model, right? So I know on many of these podcasts, we've talked about the calendar, managing email and boundaries. And I love how you said earlier, people, a lot of leaders are very, very generous, but like there is a point where you, you've got to take a sip of water before you can get some, give some water to somebody else, That's right? It. You know, so if you're dying of thirst, there's no way you can help anybody else. So that is fantastic. All right. Well, when you sit down with leaders and you try to help them fill their toolbox, what are the skills you're working on most of the time? If a leader was like, I can't afford a coach, I can't do coaching right now. Um, mm. How would they, you know, help themselves? What skills does a leader need to be super successful? Gosh, they're, they're, look, there's so many, as you know. Um, the, the, the big one, though, I, I think one that, that kind of it, it just it changes the balance, it changes the equation, is that adding coaching skills to your toolkit as a leader because you're doing a number of things. One is you're releasing yourself from having to be the expert at everything, and I think that is a massive burden to carry. And so if we can not have to be the expert and know the answer to everything, um, but in fact, be better at asking questions and listening. Um, so it does two things on, on our side, it releases us from that burden and having to be, you know, the, have the answer to everything. But on the other side, it allows us to tap into the strengths, the ideas, the initiative, the, you know, all of that in the people around us, and it gives them an opportunity to grow and develop. So we kind of all elevate together. So if there was, if I was only allowed to do one thing <laughs> with a leader, I think it would be to teach them to coach. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. In fact, I was just having a conversation earlier with one of the leaders uh, that I work with, and um, it's a female CEO. She's fantastic. And so we started talking about asking good questions. And uh, I don't know what your program called it when you got your credentials, as you said earlier, but we called them powerful questions. That was mm. our little framework or whatever. Um, and I have a favorite powerful question. I'm wondering if you do. I'll tell you mine. You can tell me yours. But my favorite powerful question is, uh, first question, first session, I ask people, what is it like to experience you? Mm. And it almost always, they're like, well, I never thought about that before. And I'm like, yeah. oh, but leaders must think about this. It's very important to understand how you move in the world and what people's reactions are. So sometimes that really 
really wakes yeah. them up to what's going on. So I'll yeah. turn it over to you. What do you think about powerful questions? Do you have a favorite one in your toolbox? Um, I've got a lot of favorites, but one that I use fairly consistently, and it's a it's a question I kind of gift to my my executives, and, and I say this is this is your self coaching question for yourself, which is to be always checking in with themselves and asking themselves the question, what is the most important thing I need to be doing right now? Oh, that's genius. Okay, everybody, write that down. Say it again for us, Stacy. It's what is the most important thing that I need to be doing right now. Yeah, that's great because that dovetails with what you were saying about calendar, emails, and boundaries. So that is a beautiful, powerful question. Do you have another one? You said you had several. I'll put you on. Oh, I've, 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 I've got lots spot. and lots and lots. Um, <laughs> I think I think the other the other thing uh, is you know when when we even even in those very senior executive roles we can feel like there are situations in which you know I can't make a difference. You know, things are just going, they're, they're out of my control. And so one of my questions also is, where do you have power here? Mm, I love that. Where do you have power here? Yeah. That is great. Okay, I'm adding these to my list. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm going to steal yours. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll swap them back and forth so we can be effective all around the globe, you and me. Okay, that's awesome. And then uh, don't miss this, listeners. She she said something really cool earlier, and I don't want it to slip by. I want to ask a question about it. She said, um, "Then uh, leaders can then release themselves from being the expert on everything." Yeah. Okay. So let's think a little bit deeper there, because I think a lot of times leaders, you know, it's it's hard to not let your ego take over and think you have to be Superman or Superwoman. <laughs> mm. um, so talk a little bit about releasing yourself from having to be the expert on everything. That is really good advice, people. Yeah, I think so. So this is what I observe. It's not everyone, but often what happens is we have people who are, you know, particularly good in their domain as a member of a team, and then they get promoted maybe to their first line management role. And they still rely a lot on that domain knowledge, that expertise. And, and so that helps them with their confidence and um, with them feeling capable in that role. But it doesn't allow them to actually extend their skills into that more management and then leadership space. And so then they get promoted again because they're doing an okay job. And so we, we continue to see this progression of people getting promoted, but not necessarily developing the additional skills that would make it really easy for them to, to navigate that progression without relying on their domain expertise. And so now we have a senior leader who's still using their domain expertise to kind of get by. Um, and what that means is that um, they're not allowing themselves to grow, but they're also not allowing their people to grow because everybody, every road leads to, to them. And so that reliance on domain expertise means potentially you become the bottleneck because you've got the answer to everything. And that's, again, huge burden. Um, and it's also the burden we place on ourselves that we have to know because that's where we're getting our confidence from and our, our belief that we can actually do the role. Well, there's so many ways that you can perform in a leadership role. Um, and your domain expertise is not the key. That's why you have a team of people. They are the experts. They have the knowledge. So by all means, mentor them and pass your knowledge on. That's amazing. But don't rely on your knowledge as the as the key to executing a leadership 
role because all you're doing is creating a log jam really um, that doesn't allow any of you or your team to grow and develop and in fact slows things down because they can't operate without you. So if you can build a set of skills that doesn't rely on your domain knowledge, so your ability to mentor, your ability to coach, your ability to make great decisions, to think strategically, all of those things, then you can let go of the expertise and you can use your leadership skills to draw out the expertise from everybody else. And now what we've got is this ability to tap into this huge breadth of, you know, knowledge and potential and ideas that's not just about you. Um, and so we can all grow and develop together and we will get better results. I mean, all the evidence shows that. So letting go of being the expert and becoming the leader using your listening, your questioning and all of those things is actually going to facilitate better outcomes for everyone. And guess what? You'll work shorter hours as well. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. Yeah. And I, I think that you're exactly, I love what you said, you know, you become the bottleneck, right? Um, instead of allowing all of the genius to pour out of, you know, using our bottle uh, metaphor, allowing the genius to flow out of your people. Yeah. One of the, one of the great tools that I learned in my coaching program was this thing called the art of dialogue. And it's this process where you literally get everybody in the room and you set timers and you put a subject, a problem, something in the middle and let everybody have airtime to kind of glean the genius out of everybody in the room. And um, once, once people take to it, at first they think it's weird, but once they take to it, it's like we can call dialogue and get that genius out. And, and the leader actually becomes a facilitator. So my next question for you, Stacey, is um, some leaders just seem to um, you know, struggle all the time while others continue to succeed. We're all in the different crazy market, COVID world, whatever. What, what do you think it is that contributes to those who seem to persevere and those who are on the struggle bus? What do you think the difference is in those leaders? Mm, I think probably some of the factors we've already talked about, Nicole, but I think a couple of the challenges are, uh, one, you know, uh, first lead yourself. So actually, you know, you do have to look after yourself. You do have to select priorities for yourself. You do have to make good choices for yourself so that you're actually then in a position to, to lead and face into the challenges, whatever they may be, of your leadership. And so if you're not doing that, then you're not really optimising your chances of success. I think the second one is trying to be all things to all people. I think, again, you just you just can't do that. It's just too hard. Uh, and so while you might try and you might think it's the right thing to do and you've got great intention, again, you're not setting yourself up for success. So I think that those, those leaders who are making good choices for themselves, who perhaps have a level of clarity about what, what they want their leadership to be about or to look like so that they can say yes to the right things and no to the wrong things, um, I, I think uh, helps create that that difference between those who are struggling and those who are not. I think you know continuing to build your leadership toolkit is is essential. You know if you if you are struggling, maybe it's because you don't have the right tools in your kit, and so you need to look at what's missing that would make a difference for you. So I think that's another factor. 
I also think the support structure that you have around you is a, is a big factor. And I think we've really noticed that in the last year where people have felt less connected, perhaps in a work sense, more connected perhaps in a home sense, because we've spent more time, time at home, but less connected in a work sense um, or a networking sense. And so they don't have as much, or they don't feel perhaps as much support or ability to tap into other resources and information and sounding boards and that sort of thing. Um, and so that's a factor. Look, this I think there's just so many things, but but one of the things that I believe makes a really big difference. So if you if you're in the kind of the struggling side of the equation versus the getting stuff done and feeling good about it side of the equation, I think allowing ourselves to actually stop, pause, reflect, and assess what is going on, so that then we can make better choices to move ourselves out of that space and, and into the, the space we want to be. I think you totally nailed it. I think there are a couple things here uh, that I want to stop and pause because you're, you're just rolling with it. But one thing I heard you say is um, you need to have a vision for how your leadership looks, not just a vision for whatever organization that you're you're running or whatever department that you're running. So um, really knowing what you want, you know, like my question was, what is it like to experience you? Like mm. to go ahead and have that answer, right? Um, and then the other thing was, you know, have your leadership toolkit in place. Um, and then I think you nailed it when you said, you know, you need to slow down and reflect, you know, like replay what just happened and say, okay, where did, did I make the impact? What was going on with the other people? Um, and I think that that still continues to be in a lot of the research. One of the best tools for leaders is to do self-reflection. I have a little formula uh, that I give to people. And one is, you know, what, what made me feel totally alive today? And what today stole stole my joy completely, right? So that's kind of where you know <laughs> this is my sweet spot. Or back to what you said earlier, the part about figuring out where your genius lies. So I love mm -hmm. that. Okay, so I want to know a little bit more about this toolkit you keep talking about. So if you had a, a brand new leader, you know, like mm -hmm. this the first time they're going to be in a role, what what things would they put in their toolkit? Well, I would ask firstly, you know, what's, what's going well and, you know, what maybe isn't where they want it to be and, and even simple things like how many hours they're working, how big is their team, how, how many goals are they kicking and not, all of those sorts of things. Um, but tools in their kit, you know, basic organisation. Oh, I love it. When I say basic, what I mean is, you know, a foundation of organisation so that you just don't have to worry about that. Um, it, it happens, you know, you, you know... Uh, what your calendar looks like. You make informed decisions about where you spend your time. You have a process to manage all of the information that comes into your space, whether it's email or messages or people or, you know. Um, and so having having that just happen uh, because you've set up the, the disciplines around that. Knowing even things like how to run a meeting effectively. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> really good one. Okay, so you might want to pause and like, talk about that for a minute because I sure. think it's like an assumption right you're going to be a leader you need to be with your team good luck yeah absolutely I I have this thing that I say to people you know that it's not like on Friday hey it's congratulations you've got this new role now you are a leader and someone doesn't come along and sprinkle fairy dust on you and turn you into a leader over the weekend you know um, you right. have to learn some things and they're not all exciting um, but what they create is 
is exciting because that creates the opportunity. So a meeting. Um, so a couple of things about that. The first thing to think about is for every meeting, what is the purpose of it? That's exactly right. That's right. Know, is it is it to make a decision? Is it to share information? Is it to you know do a piece of work, solve a problem, or something like that? Right. Um, and so be clear on the purpose, and then have the right people and the right amount of time, and and you know the right tools, and and then just get it done. So how to run meetings? How to uh, other things for the toolkit is. Um, uh, and this is actually my first book, called, which is called The New Leader, but it's kind of like the new leadership, you know, the new way of being a leader, um, is onboard your boss. Ooh, I Get love on that. the same page. Figure out what each other's agendas are, what's important, what's at risk, what are the priorities, and come to an understanding about how you will work together. I feel like this is a really big gap. And, again, it's only one small factor, but if you and your boss don't have a level of alignment, life is going to be hard. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of assuming going in there. Right. And uh, that all know the old thing about assuming you'll make a yeah. out of you me. Right. So Absolutely. you've got to get this stuff straight. Okay. You are on a roll. I love it. Onboard your boss. Yeah. Uh, 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 have uh, a meeting, get organized. What else? Yeah. Other things would be even uh, think about your network. Uh, who's in it, who's not, who needs to be, who really shouldn't be, <laughs> you know, and, and be really, again, quite deliberate in making choices, you know, because where, where do you invest your time and energy? You know, which people do you want to add value to? Do you want to add value to you? So make it, you know, to make it useful um, and supportive. And we know that people with great supportive networks are always more effective than those that don't you know i'm i'm i shouldn't say always but on average they're more more much more effective and productive and high performing and engaged and liked and all of those things so the network is important i think also being very proactive and deliberate about your own learning i totally agree you got to be a lifelong learner if you're going to be yeah. a leader that's right yeah. okay so um, proactive about learning and gosh there's so many but i'll finish with this one which is um okay. learn some self learn some self coaching skills <laughs> Yes. Yes. Self-coaching skills. Absolutely. hundred percent. Okay. So I have an idea. I think everybody should put your books. Okay. Stacey Ashley's books in your toolbox. So tell us about your two books. You, you talked about the new leader, the new leadership, and then, the, and talk about the second book as well. Cause we, and where we can find them because we, sure. we, have, we sure. all know we have to read to lead. That is one of our yep. things. Absolutely. So there are three books. The first one is um, the new leader. And while, it's, while it was written uh, for people who are, are new to leadership, I also wrote it for leaders of leaders to go, these are the skills you should actually be teaching your new leaders. And, and what I found was a lot of them didn't have those skills themselves. So it kind of fulfills a dual purpose. So that's the first one. Um, I'm just trying to see if I've actually got them here. Oh, um, yeah. Find them and hold them up for us. Oh, well. see. Here we go. Okay. So... So the new leader. Very nice. That came out a couple of years ago. Okay. This one was November last year, First Lead Yourself. And oh, so genius. this again is a, a toolkit. Uh, and all my books are, are really practical, I guess that's, I should say that, Nicole. There, there's lots of coaching questions in there. There's lots of really practical activities because I feel like it's my job to take you know, all that kind of complex information and then make it really simple to access for people so that 
it doesn't become so challenging to implement. We just don't do anything. We read the book and then we go, oh, that was nice. <laughs> right. It, not so much theory, but I'm hearing you say, I mean, I'm going to tell you the theory, but I'm going to give you questions so that you can practically think about your own leadership and then write something down, which is that reflection thing she was talking about. Yep. That yep. helps me plant a seed in my brain. This is what I need to be doing. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So firstly, firstly, yourself is about really that focus on self. How do I want to be as a leader? And what are the things that I can do to become that leader? Um, and then the third book uh, came out on the 21st of February, uh, which is called Show Up 21. And it's exactly that, how do leaders show up in 2021 after the challenges of the last, you know, 15 or 16 months? Um, there are five practical things that leaders can do to support their leadership of self this year. Okay, so I want to hear the five. You can refer to the book, okay? I will, I will. <laughs> can I do that? So much right, going so, on. Okay, yep. so listeners, get your pen out because we want to think about these five things. Show yeah, the five principles. Okay, so the five principles are, the first one is fill your own cup. We just talked about being thirsty. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so replenish yourself, look after yourself. The second one is to foster connection, which we've sort of talked about the importance of, of having that support structure around you. Um, the third one is to focus specifically and only on the important. So really narrow your focus to where you make a difference and don't get distracted. That's right. Um, so, you know, there's that whole uh, serenity prayer, like only you can only control what you can control. So try to lead that well, right? Yeah. And leave all Beautiful. the other on the periphery. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Okay, keep yep. going. Uh, number four is to elevate your practice and that's your practice of leadership. So very deliberately elevate your leadership. And the fifth one, which you all like, uh, Nicole, is to stay in your zone of genius. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I just want to say, I don't know if you're noticing everybody that's listening, but uh, Stacey Ashley keeps saying deliberately, deliberately, deliberately. <laughs> Uh, so that that could be your Stacey Ashley word of the day. How could I be more deliberate? Talk, talk to us just a little bit about being deliberate. What does that look like in a leader's day? Yeah, I think being deliberate to me is is about being really conscious about making choices. So choices in the moment, you know, do I do this or do I get distracted and do this? Do I choose to look after myself? Or do I choose to skip lunch? You know, that's being deliberate. Do I choose to work on a task or do I choose to spend time with my team? Those are, those are all, that's what I mean by being deliberate. Like really being conscious about where am I? How am I showing up? What am I actually focused on? Reflecting on, you know, how is that contributing to where I want to go and where I want to take my team and my organisation and all of those things. And so deliberate for me is not about regimentation it's about being really conscious of what I'm doing and how I'm doing it yeah and I, I think a lot of people uh, out there who work in corporate uh, world right because uh, I know you're in Australia correct yeah. and um, and uh, so I, I could say corporate America but I know there's a corporate Australia as well and um, I think that like one of the words people are using is like mindfulness. You know, but like, I think a lot of people in corporate, whatever, are like, 
mindfulness, but I love your word, being deliberate, choosing instead of like staying in overwhelm or just being frenetic, right? Just mm-hmm. doing whatever. Okay. So I absolutely love this word deliberate. You could actually make that your word for 2021 deliberate. <laughs> right. So um absolutely love it. Okay. So I wanna uh I'm I'm thinking there's somebody out there right now that's listening, a special listener. I, I think I have special listeners. And that special listener is like, I, I wish as a coach, she would give me just like one more piece of advice. Like if I'm going to go back into my world. I'm going to try to be more deliberate. I am going to get my basic toolbox in place, organized, uh, full of disciplines, how to run a meeting, onboard my boss, um, and then uh, do a little self-coaching. Okay, so don't miss all the great stuff that St- Stacy Ashley is giving you today. What would be that one more piece of special advice you would give to the leader? What, what could they do that would really make a difference in their, in their leadership? Ask great questions and really listen with intention. Yeah, I love it. Listen with intention and be deliberate. Okay, Stacey, Ashley, uh, tell us where we can find you, a little bit about your business. I'm sure people want you to coach them starting tomorrow, so let them know where <laughs> to find you, and, uh, and we'll go that direction next. Oh, terrific. Um, thank you, Nicole. So I'm, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. You can definitely find me uh, at Stacey Ashley on LinkedIn. Um, my books are all on Amazon, so you can find them there. And, uh, and my website is stacyashley.com. And so you can you know, see the types of programs that I offer and, uh, and, and read all about me on LinkedIn. And, um, and yeah, it would, be, it would be lovely to, to have you jump on the, the, the database. And, you know, I, I share articles most weeks. Uh, videos and and all of those great things so the more people that I can that I can you know help with that information you know that's that's what I do I love it that's wonderful yeah Uh, people are often like you know uh, when I say to them when they look at me they're like you're a coach like what kind of coach are you you know like football or soccer I'm like no (laughs) life business executives and um i love what you just said she said uh uh, stacy actually said i just want to help people and and that's really what coaches do they they take you by the hand and they help you walk you to the next place you want to go um and you have helped a lot of people on this podcast today i am so grateful for your time and energy the genius toolbox you gave us a couple of quotes i wrote it all down we'll put it in the show notes i'm absolutely grateful and uh if you come to north carolina you've got a place to stay when i come i'm looking you up in australia thank you so much stacy Oh, thank you, Nicole. It's been wonderful. Ready to up your leadership game? Bring Nicole Greer to speak to your leadership team, conference, or organization to help them with her unique SHINE method to increase clarity, accountability, energy, and results. Email speaking at vibrantcoaching.com. And be sure to check out Nicole's TEDx talk at vibrantcoaching.com slash TED talk. 